0: Welcome to the Writing to Get Business
1: Podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. This is Pat Eyer with Writing to Get Business, and I'm pleased to bring you today Anna Lee Dreesen, who is joining me from Canada. Anna Lee and I met through a coaching program that we are both involved in. And what struck me when I first started talking with her is the tremendous amount of content that she has generated in her work. She is a C level executive coach. She's a metaphysical Consultant, a clinical counselor, a spiritual healer. She's a metaphysical minister, an author, and she's a scholar about metaphysical concepts. She also founded and is the CEO of the International Metaphysical Academy in Victoria, British Columbia. She established that 11 years ago, and she has got content. Pouring Out of Her. Annalie, welcome to the show. I'm I'm so pleased that you could join us. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's wonderful. I know you're thinking about all this content pouring out of you. (laughs) Let's focus on that content and tell our listener who is listening to this on the audio channels or we've got a YouTube channel for Pat Iyer that includes writing tips I would like to know more about your content, how you started, first of all, how did you first start generating the content that you share with people?
2: Well, it's, it's a long story, but I will keep it short. Um, I have had quite an, an interesting background with regard to my international travel, uh, my involvement with Sales and Marketing Executives International, uh, my background as a social worker, uh, and my, you know, my academic stuff on, on adult education and holistic life coaching and metaphysical science. So I have been uh, diving into this material since I was actually a teenager. And I remember when I was a little girl, uh, I often was the only one in class who discussed with our religious, religions teacher uh, about Catechism and the Bible and so on. Everyone else was asleep, but I, I remember I was pretty much the only one who was conversing with him. So my interest into, in, in metaphysics and comparative religions has gone back many, many, many years. Uh, I also published uh, earlier articles. I was an advice columnist for a local magazine at the time was called Focus on Women. So I had an advice column. And at one point in time, I wrote an article about warning people about mediums because I felt and noticed and observed that many of them meant well, but Uh, there was not that much value i thought, not long term except some introduction that there is life in the beyond and there is some sort of communication possibility uh, to the beyond and um, and then ironically or (laughs) funnily whatever you want to call it i was led to a woman who lived at the time in south germany i'm originally Mm -hmm. from germany and uh, i've found a very most unusual situation the woman was very shy she was a cook in a little restaurant uh, and um, she wrote answers from the beyond from right to left and upside down so if you imagine a piece of paper she started at the bottom and she wrote from right to left and upside down so I would sit opposite of her and I could read what was written now, the answers were so incredible and so practical and so simple and so useful, and at the same time had so much depth that I was just totally blown away. I knew then that I had found something most unusual and given the fact that, <laughs> that I had warned people not to get involved with such things, I, it, was, it was really strange. It took me about half a year of ongoing correspondence after I get, got back to uh, Canada to decide that I was going to stay with this information source. In the meantime, I had collected several binders full of correspondence that had gone back and forth, and that was over 25 years ago. So the woman was poor, so we collected money to have be able to, to buy her fax machine so that we didn't have to send all this stuff back and forth. So since then, I have been very involved and I, I collected um, I think it's close or over 5,000 documents of new educational material from the spiritual world that has never been transmitted, certainly not in this century. And uh, it is so um, mind boggling and eye opening and reassuring and helpful to understand about life here and in the beyond that uh, I know I need to do this here on this continent. And I know by now that this is the most comprehensive new knowledge that is available in English language. The Academy exists in Austria and in Germany, and they have several hundred students. I only have, I think a total estimated about 50. So it's really still small, but it's growing. And through my connection with the business world, C-suite and some other connections, I have been attracting most interesting uh, open-minded people who are willing to investigate this whole phenomenon of spirituality a little bit deeper and are willing to take the time and, uh, uh, and the energy to do that. Obviously, it, it requires a lot of courage to do that because we all have a belief of some sort, even a non-belief is a belief. And uh, to investigate something that is non-dogmatic, non-religious but highly spiritual and pragmatic, is is not easy to do. People often hold on to their own religious background. Like I grew up uh, Catholic, very strict Catholic, and it was good. It was it gave me such a wonderful foundation to investigate more and to do a lot of comparative studies on religions because we only do have one God and one overall creator. You know, so if we refer to God as something else, like all that is or um, super intelligence or higher power, that doesn't matter, that's just semantics. The reality is that we cannot really assess in one word anyway, this phenomenal source of which we are part of. And so to have that kind of knowledge about so many subjects, and I estimated this morning before our call that we must have um, over a thousand subject matters alone that are offered in this very comprehensive study program which goes over five years and uh, so this morning i i copied off uh, just a summary uh, and i think i sent you last night some some overview over the entire content so i have now this condensed to three pages rather than 29 pages so it it's just amazing and and um, uh know it's the most important thing i've ever done and i and i know that my entire life prepared me with my with all my background uh to what i'm doing today and i do it with love and i do it with um, a sense of privilege uh, and service and humility because i'm not a guru i i you know i'm i i'm yeah people refer to me as a scholar but I'm, I'm simply there to translate and to share the, the knowledge to the best of my ability. That's all I do. People make up their own mind. Um, There's no force. There is no uh, manipulation. There is no pressure. Um, if people are ready, they will find me and um, you know, get to know me and, and, um, and hopefully uh, will be the right ones to, to do this program. So that's just a a very, very quick, but in a way also lengthy overview and introduction to to my background and what I do.
1: You've shared so many concepts with me I want to explore with you. Did the original knowledge for this belief system, and I'm not sure if I'm using the right noun, did that originate with this woman who is who you were describing was writing backwards and upside down and then expanded as people became involved in what she was
2: sharing did i understand uh, that correctly? the the woman is strictly a channel she doesn't give advice she has one contact spirit alone uh, who refers itself to uh, by the name of Theobald and we know on this high level there is no gender but for our human ways of dealing with this, we have been given a name that is a male name, but again, there is no gender attached. This this um, this being is also a channel-like being in the beyond who has permission to retrieve this information from a body of knowledge that is referred to as the multidimensional brain. Uh, there are some other names for it as well. Um, but it is a, um, a very unusual thing. Now, how this contact occurs and what is all part of it will also be covered in the first part of the program so that people have an idea, you know, what this is all about and how it came about. The woman is very, very humble. Uh, as I said, she does not give personal advice unless someone asks specifically she strictly serves as a telephone line so to speak you know so that we can conceptualize how, how this works and so it is up to us to n- not change it but to give it in its original format to anyone who wants to find out uh, that is uh, of course a big challenge uh, to do this uh, because i translate from german to english and there are many expressions that i cannot translate directly so I had to and still learn continually how to express in English language that it can be understood the best way possible, the way how it has been transmitted into German language. And then do you also act as a channel
1: in sharing information?
2: No, I'm not a channel. I'm a translator and I'm an educator or facilitator. Uh, I have, you know, probably would be considered a sensitive person. Some people maybe refer to me as an empath, but I, I like to stay away from that because my primary focus is to give you the best, the guess, best content possible. Excuse me. <laughs> but what I also do, Pat, is um, I'm uh, investigating what our scientists have found uh, that correlates or substantiates the information we have from beyond. So. It is, for example, I'm using a number of current scientists or older uh, or or former scientists and and philosophers to bring in, to broaden the understanding, to make it practical and and more um, attainable. Uh, For example, one of my great heroes is Rupert Sheldrake, who has done incredible studies on telepathy and communication with the invisible world. And has questioned in many ways the uh, common uh, scientific methods that we have, we have come to believe to be so valuable and to be correct. And, and he was kicked out of TED, of a TED talk, as, as you may know, and which hmm. made him even more famous. And so there are several others who um, step beyond of what most people have believed, you know, in the traditional way of science uh, to be true and um and more and more people are coming forward i mean i'm i'm on the internet all day long and uh, many people are coming forward to start to think differently and start to think critically and investigate what we have believed to be true for so many years for thousands of years and um, my goodness there is just so much good out there Uh, That when we know it, we really get through this crisis and what is yet to come so differently and so much better Uh, I don't know really how I would have gone through the last year and a half without the um, background knowledge and the practical advice in how to get through this crisis that we have been going through worldwide and also what is to come so um, I'm just uh, I'm grateful that I can provide that service and I have this knowledge for myself as well. So if I understand
1: the, the source of the knowledge, it came originally from this woman and you helped with the translation and it sounds like the way that I'm envisioning it is there was a kernel of knowledge and you've added layers and dimensions to the material that you received and translated. Mm -hmm. Now you have this basket full or ball, I'll stick with the ball analogy since we've got her content in the middle. You have this ball of information. How do you share it? How did you decide what am I gonna break down? What am I going to put into a curriculum, into a chapter, into a lesson? How did you take that ball and pull it into pieces for the purposes of sharing it with other people? Before we continue with the show, I'd like to share this special announcement with you. If you wanna communicate as clearly as you can, if you wonder what you can do to capture the attention of your audience, if you want shortcuts for becoming a great writer, if you wanna earn more money then this message is just for you. Here's why. Billionaire Warren Buffett says, the one easy way to become worth 50% or more than you are right now is to hone your communication skills, both written and verbal. There is a cost to not dealing with this. Lost income, lost clients, and lost opportunities. If you ignore improving your writing skills, It just gets worse. What most people do when facing the need to write is to say, everyone has typos. Everyone uses English poorly. No one cares if I misspell words, but that's not true. Those are justifications for not writing well. You are judged by how effectively you use English. Once I started my business helping attorneys, I realized There was a whole lot more to learn about writing than what I had to do in college. I mastered blogging, creating opt-in reports, writing effective email sequences, book chapters, and compelling sales copy for my websites. Every week, I invest in my knowledge by staying on top of business writing techniques. Being a great writer is not just about writing books. You may never want to write a book, but as a business person, you do want to gain visibility and credibility through blogging, writing articles or white papers, reaching people with your sales copy, emails, or book chapters. Finally, it's your turn. I'm now offering a way to help you gain confidence and skill in business writing. When you join Business Writing Circle, you'll get the key to crafting interesting blogs that show your knowledge, deepen your relationship with your readers and enable you to sell your services and products to an engaged audience, creating enticing email sequences that nurture your your relationship with your prospects and clients, writing website copy that hooks the attention of your ideal clients, Weaving in stories that entice your readers to stay with your message. Using the principles of copywriting to connect with your audience in a powerful way. Outlining and delivering a chapter that shares your expertise and encourages people to reach out to you. Picking a topic for a book that will build your business or share your legacy. You have a choice to make. Do what you've been doing, or worse, do nothing at all. You know where that will lead. Do you want to keep that nagging feeling that you are missing out on opportunities that you don't quite know what to blog about or put something in an email that will lead the reader to take action? Take a new action and get a new result. Finally, achieve that feeling of success that comes with knowing your written skills are effectively bringing you success. Don't be embarrassed again. Here's what to do now. Go to this link and join Business Writing Circle. The link is http colon forward slash forward slash mywriting.tips forward slash BWC. Join now. This introductory price will disappear soon. I would love to help you. Now that you've heard about Business Writing Circle, I encourage you to take action now and join this program. We will now return back
2: to the show. I did not do that all by myself. I had direction from beyond and where to start, what subjects to take first. And so, because it's a process of inquiring the information and, and inquiring the no, acquiring the knowledge. Uh, <clears throat> for example, people cannot start with a third module if they haven't gone through the first two because it builds on each other it looks at the beginning It looks like maybe it's not connected But it is and truth always fits Uh, If there's any little bit of untruth you can just throw out the whole thing in my opinion So everything needs to build and and make sense and it's always a part of an a larger component so i appreciate you know the 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 acknowledgement and compliment yes i have done a tremendous amount of work and i still do but really i had some direction from the beyond for example we have been told that the very first session needs to be an introduction into how this uh, information occurs and what the background is and then the next immediate ones are subjects that most people according to the beyond are asking about and the first one is Uh, What happens after we die? That is is a key question that many people have. And related to that are issues like, um, what about organ donation? How can I help a person who just passed away? How do I help someone who doesn't have any faith or any knowledge about about God? You know, what can I do to prepare myself? Uh, When should we um, burn a body, a dead body? you know these are questions that people are asking so we start with those things that are very close to us and then we go into other kind of subjects uh, that you know i have briefly explained on our website um, too many to go through right now i would probably need to read them off for half an hour or so but uh, it's um, something that people are asking what is mediumship uh, what is um what are angels, what are soul relationships like, are there soul constellations, Uh, what is karma? There's a lot of of things that are, for example, just on the subject of karma that are not fully understood. Uh, May I give you an example? Uh, For example, (laughs) I attended a uh, a webinar recently done by a woman who is quite known as as a medium, very lovely person. And the subject was how to dissolve karmic contracts. The idea is that before we come here, we agree to go through certain learning experiences in order to fulfill our karma or fulfill certain lessons. Now, in her program, um, and it was not appropriate for me to interrupt or to, to change anything, She led people through a meditation process with breathing and forgiveness to let go of karma contracts. Now that's actually not possible. When we make a contract, we make a contract. We cannot get it away with breathing exercises. We have to fulfill whatever learning there is. And we can also choose to not do, but we can not get rid of it through breathing exercises. But what we can do, and that is something Just as an example, is when we have uh, certain beliefs or blockages or um, contracts that we have made that are not serving us any longer, we might carry those over to this life, maybe from other lifetimes as well, and then we can resolve those, we can dissolve those and we can uh, extract certain things. There is something like aura surgery, there is something like contract removal, but these are contracts with a negative side or contracts that were implanted into us from our ancestors, for example. So these are things we can do, but if we have a karmic contract, we better do it because if we don't, we have to repeat it sometime because we can't get away with things that we need to do for ourselves and to finally get back to our source. So when we have completed everything we need to learn and do, we will be moving into different dimensions for more learning. And eventually our goal is to be one with our source again, with our creator. So does this make sense or it's, it's like a, It does. <laughs> so it's just an example. And so to get those kind of clarifications and corrections are so very helpful. And, uh, you know, one of the most uh, important things that gives me inner peace is that there is order in the universe. There is not much order here in this planet, but everything will follow a precise order and if there is something we cannot do anything about i know now and i have 100 100 trust and knowledge and faith that everything will be in order eventually and uh, and that gives me great comfort and salt uh, and uh, consolence too when i know that there are things going on that i have no direct control over that i would like to change and i can't so This is just one of the things that that, um, I think is important that people know. And can you give our our viewer or our listener
1: a sense of how you organized this material? Do you teach it live? Do you teach it one-on-one? Is it written material? I, I know you and I talked about a list of blogs that
2: you have created. How do you share your content? Yes, uh, we have online classes. And uh, now because we're doing these classes online, I send the the study material out uh, two days ahead of time, so they can print it off and familiarize themselves with the content. But in between, I have presentations so we read off the information but then I in you know into the, into, uh, I, I talk in between about other pieces of information that I don't hand out so they need to make notes. Um, we start usually out with a, a um, you know a short meditation and getting grounded and centered for the day then we read off information or share or I show little videos. So it's very alive, very fast-paced, very interactive. We discuss things. We we talk about personal experiences that relate to the subject. Um, We um, have frequent breaks, frequent short breaks. We have lunch break. Usually we meet like for five hours. It's from Ten o'clock in the morning, uh, in the morning uh, to three p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So most people in our closer time zones can take part in it, and um, it's very alive and very very intimate. You know, I was so concerned that uh, the online program would not allow the intimacy and privacy that uh, it requires, and uh, I had my first live class la- uh, last Saturday. And everyone said they would like to go back to online classes. That was really amazing to me. I, I, I did not expect that because usually I have classes in my home and, uh, you know, it's very p- pretty and warm and entertaining and, and, and nice. And yet they said, no, it's, it's OK to do it online so we don't have to travel and don't have to bring lunch and all that. And so it, it was quite surprising that this has been a shift. So of course, now I will go online with people who just are from different parts of North America, and uh, we can do this. But that was my, my greatest concern. So So the, the materials are um, uh, so special that I always say put, uh, get, get yourself some um, uh, some uh, cover sheets because you will read it years later. Material is also so dense in, in, in knowledge that if you read it again later you you find out more and that's what i find myself every time i do a class i i understand something just a little bit better and i translated it and i put it together also at the end of the class i have a questionnaire or a quiz where i summarize some of the key elements that will allow people to read the material again until we meet again in a month or so and give answers and we go over that before we take the next class because there are always some questions that still need to be answered or some things that may not have been understood properly Uh, who knows and uh, it just also uh, heightens the retention level because there's so much information that it's it's almost impossible to remember everything right away i have also had people several who repeat classes because they said, my God, I totally forgot this, or I didn't even notice that the first part. So it is that which, uh, and it is so um, useful in everyday life that uh, it just starts to make all kinds of sense. And it's often referred to as practical philosophy. Uh, so it's not just universal knowledge, but it's also something that we can use in everyday life. I uh, you see, I'm getting excited. Yes, you've given us
1: a great description of how content doesn't stay fixed. Your content is shaped by people's reactions to it. It's shaped by your growing knowledge or your insights. Mm-hmm. When we write a book, in contrast, we put on, down our knowledge that we have at the time of the writing and maybe a couple of years from now, we come out with a new edition. Mm-hmm. I heard recently, as long as you change 25% of the content, you can call it a new edition. But you're still dealing with content that has to be solidified in some way in the form of a book. Whereas when you're teaching an online course, as you're describing, your content is morphing. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I'm hearing you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm learning something from my students as well. Uh, I mean, it's very interesting, the questions they come up with is, if I cannot answer the questions, then uh, I acknowledge that, you know, I'm not the know-it-all. I do have, a. I have a quite a lot of knowledge over the years and repeating um, many, many times in various classes and giving a lot of by the way a lot of talks at religious conferences and and workshops and and uh, metaphysical conferences i mean, i've i've been doing private study groups and and uh, public lectures since 95 one one a month at least and so through that i've you know, dove more deep uh, uh, more deeply into various subject matters. But I'm learning, and you're so right, I never thought about it before. it it continually evolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have new people that bring in new knowledge, They bring in new experiences and it just expands. It it, it adds to the body of of content tremendously and um, it makes me think of new things as well. So so, uh, it it is fascinating and and it's never ever boring, never ever boring. It keeps the excitement for myself and, and my personal growth and understanding of concepts and um life in general uh my goodness i'm so i'm so glad i know i would have experienced so much anxiety during the last year but with access to this information source what a blessing what a blessing it has been for myself for my husband for my closest friends uh, for my spiritual family Uh, it has been absolutely phenomenal and i'm so very grateful i can't i can't describe how grateful i am for this
1: Mm How can our listener or our viewer find out more about you, um, your content that you've been describing? What would be the best way for them to connect with you?
2: I think that thank you for asking. The first part is just look at the website. It's one word, metaphysicalacademy.com, metaphysicalacademy.com. There is a brief description of the content. If you want to have the entire content, I will send you an, an, you know, and, and uh, a PDF file, you can check all the all the details. But also, if you want to meet with me in person, let's do it online. Ask your questions and see if this is in fact a right fit. I'd never believe in hard sell. I believe only in if it's right for you, and you will see that. Yeah, I will not follow you around with tons of emails. I will not do phone calls. I may do one just to connect to see what's happening. Uh, but this is. This is it uh, i believe in adult uh, learning uh, i don't believe in um, anything that has to do with pushing or manipulation or any this sort uh, if this resonates with you you will know and if you meet me and you trust me i guess that's what it comes down to then uh, we might want to work together otherwise you know it, it's not right for you um, you need to be really, really open minded, and and, um, and that takes courage. It's not that easy sometimes because I, it's inclusive. You know, I have representatives of all religions and all spiritual orientations that you can think of. And uh, that is very interesting, <laughs> also. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anneli. Uh,
1: this has been Anneli Driesen, Dr. Annalie Driesen speaking with us today on Writing to Get Business. I'm Pat Eyer I hope that what Annalie has shared has given you a different perspective. We certainly have heard a model of content creation that is unique and has brought such joy to so many people. Mm-hmm. And thank you to you who has been listening to this program. Be sure to go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, give us um, a five-star, four-star, whatever-star review. And if you're watching this on YouTube, Mm -hmm. give us a review, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, add a comment. I'm interested in knowing how my show is helping you in your quest to generate content for your business. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. This is Pat Ayer with Writing to Get Business Podcast. I have with me today, Regina Partain Bergman, who is a profit accelerator strategist and a person who helps you position your company for sales and the end sales for your exit strategy. Regina has written a couple of books, which we talked about in this podcast. Regina, what were some of the things that we touched
0: on in your podcast? Thank you, Pat. Uh, th- this has been a fun podcast. I've enjoyed this very much. We, we talked about the, these two books, um, Bulletproof Your Marriage and How to Mourn with Those That Mourn. And the, the reason they both came into being and, and the, the passion that comes that caused me to create these two books, uh, one being to save marriages and families and create a generational positive impact on families, because we know that what our children grow up it, with is what they learn and what they go repeat. So let's give them a happy, successful family life to repeat instead of a broken family life. And we also talked about how to mourn with those that mourn and the grief process a bit. and the purpose of that book to get us through to um, the other side of grief or to help someone else get through to the other side of grief. Be
1: sure to click on down to listen to Regina Bergman's podcast. Uh, It's a moving one. Regina and I both cried and you'll find out why we cried (laughs) by listening to her podcast or watching it on our YouTube channel. Be sure to catch Regina Bergman's podcast for Writing to Get Business. Thanks. Thank
0: you, Regina. Thank you, Pat.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T B-U-S-I-N-E-S.com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com.